Isaiah chapter 43 and the first seven verses. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. Since you are precious and honoured in my sight, and because I love you. I will give men in exchange for you, and people in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Thanks be to God for his word. Amen. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water, and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked all night long, but have not caught anything. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled to the partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats, so both boats were beginning to sink. But when Simon saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he And all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had just taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. 
So Lord, show us your ways and teach us your paths. For you are God our Saviour and our hope is in you all day long. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Last July, while I was on retreat, I went to a place called Ramsgate. If you've never been to Ramsgate, it's one of these almost forgotten seaside towns on the East Kent coast. And while I was there, I was walking in the harbour, and I came across this church there. The church is called the Sailor's Church. It was built in the mid-19th century to minister to the men and boys who would go fishing in and out of Ramsgate every day, as well as to provide some accommodation for shipwrecked sailors that would come back to Ramsgate for safekeeping. I went into the church and I I found this leaflet there. It's called in Ramsgate Harbour. And as I opened it, I read these words. My father was a fisherman. For 14 years he sailed in and out of Ramsgate Harbour. One day whilst walking with him along the quayside, I saw an unforgettable sight. A man in the water weighed down with heavy sea boots, hands clutching the side of a rowing boat, desperately trying to get back into the boat that he'd fallen out of. Meanwhile, round the high prow of a nearby cargo vessel, a number of men stood watching. And to this day, I can still hear one of them shouting, Hold on! Hold on! And another, Are you all right? Well, he was holding on, but he was far from all right. He was exhausted. His struggling ceased, and soon he would let go and slip down into the cold waters of death. But then there came one running along the quay, who as he ran threw off his hat and threw off his coat, and reaching a point opposite the sailor's church, dived into the harbour. He swam alongside the drowning man, and after some effort helped him into the boat. The man was saved from a watery grave because a man came where he was. Neither his own self-effort nor the good advice of those standing on the nearby vessel around could save him. Only someone who had both the power and the will to save him could do this man any good. It reminds us why Jesus came into the world where we were. Because he saw our desperate plight, our great danger, our utter inability to save ourselves from the consequences and power of our own actions. He came down and stood where we were. He met our greatest need by taking upon his shoulders our sin and so became our saviour. And as I was thinking of that story, I was reminded of Simon Peter that day, who was in his own boat, saw the actions of Jesus, and it led him to just fall down on his knees and say, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. You know, it doesn't matter whether it was the, if you like, the words of that boy whose father was a fisherman or the testimony of Simon Peter's lips. They both declare the same thing. For our desperate need for Jesus in our lives. You see, 
when we kind of limit or when we try to neutralize Christianity to just good advice or a self-help therapy, then it becomes no different from any other faith system or worldview out there. It just becomes a list of rules to follow. What we remember in Christianity is the good news of what has happened. That Jesus has come where we were and is still with us now. And he died and God raised him back to life. And that he died to save us. And that as the church now, wherever we gather, not as individuals, we now have that ability to be transformed into his likeness. That we have the foretaste now of what the future will be in the new heavens and the new earth. It's actually the best news ever. And so I was thinking about this. And as we gather in this Grev Delec once more, and as we hear the waves, it reminds me of some recent words that I heard from, from Justin Welby. He said this. He said, we are living in a time of great economic and political insecurity and uncertainty. Something that, if you like, hasn't been seen since the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1989. And he then said, before that, the 1930s and the rise of fascism. And he went on to say, amidst this uncertainty, there is only one thing that is certain in life, and that is Jesus Christ. And then he went on to say this, ideally, this context of insecurity and inequality is made for the church. It's the sea we swim best in. It's the sea in which it is for us to give, to suffer, to convert, to transform this world. We are in a time of rough seas, and we should not be intimidated. This is not a time for safe hands and faint hearts. It's a time for courage, for adventure, and living as the people we rarely are. For as the people together, we have to embody the body of Jesus, so much so that when we are seen from the outside, they say, this is what Jesus is like. This is a time of rough seas. We should not be intimidated. It's not a time for, if you like, safe hands and faint hearts. It's time to get out there on the waters, irrespective of whether the sea is choppy or not. And it reminds me, when you go sailing in any boat, you need a few things with you. You need these things all the time in, in any boat, otherwise you're going to be in some difficulty. Here's the first thing. You need an anchor. You need an anchor that's going to keep you sure and hold you secure in the rough waters that may be out there. For the follower of Jesus, the, the anchor are the promises of God. The promises of God that we hear so often. Do you know what is the most repeated almost command? It's almost a promise in the Bible. We heard it three times in our Bible reading this, uh, this morning. Do not be afraid. Why? Because Jesus is with us wherever we go. When we go out in those choppy waters, he is with us.
It's a great encouragement wherever we go to know that. To not be fearful for Jesus is with us. You know, I was just reading something the other day that said that this is, this is from a recent survey that just came out in the UK that 93% of Christians feel marginalized. Another 80% of them feel that Christianity is given less respect than other faiths or worldviews. And well, irrespective of whether we think that we're hard done to or whether it's actually a sign that we're doing something right, doesn't matter. We need to be out there on the water still, even if the waters are choppy. This is not a time for faint hearts. It's not a time for safe hands, if you like. This is the time for going out there on the waters, irrespective of whether they're choppy or not. And the second thing you need when you go out there is you need a map and you need a compass. You need a map to know where you're heading and you need the compass to make sure that you're actually going to go where you think you're going. And that reminds us as the follower of Jesus that the map and the compass is the Bible. Because in Jesus we have the roadmap to follow and we also need the guidance to make sure that we're heading in the right direction. Any pilot knows this rule. The rule is the one in 60 rule. And it's this, that if, as you go out, if you're just one degree out from where you're intending to go, by the time you've gone 60 miles, you're a mile off course. And it can be very tempting as, as, as a Christian to just think, oh, I can just shift that one degree. It won't matter. But after so long, you just find that you are a long way from where you intended to be. It's why I recommend every Christian every day to be reading their Bibles at least 15 minutes every day. Because it tells you where you're going and it reminds you that you're heading in the right direction. This is a time of being out there on the waters of rough seas. It's not a time for, for safe hands and faint hearts. It's a time for getting out there and having courage and living the adventure. And finally, what you need is after the map and compass, after, if you like that, you then also need this. You need a sail or you need an engine. And of course, for the Christian, the sail or the engine is the power of the Holy Spirit. The prophet Zechariah said this, didn't he? He said, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And of course, when he, he spoke those words, the Holy Spirit was only given to specific people for a specific purpose, for a specific time period. And that all changed if we remember when we gathered here, some of us, six weeks ago on Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came upon all people for all purposes, for all time periods. And when the Spirit came that day, the Greek word that was used was the word dunamis, which means the power of the Holy Spirit. It means power came on. And so, if we try to just run out there or sail out there in our own strength or in our own power, all that ends up is we just kind of dry up we just run dry 
It's why I, I say every Christian should just pray this simple prayer every day. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. It's actually the oldest prayer in the church. For he is the one who will encourage you when you're feeling down. He is the one who will enable you when you're feeling weary. He is the one who will empower you when, you're, when you feel weak. This is a time of rough seas. It's not a time for safe hands or faint hearts. It's a time for courage, for living out the adventure. And knowing as we go out there in the choppy seas that Jesus is with us, as he always promised. Let us pray. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. So Lord, help each one of us in our lives to know you, to know you as our Savior, and to go out in our boats in those choppy waters and be the people that you want us to be. So much so that when people look at us, they will say, this is what Jesus was like. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.